0: Live from California, it's Stuart and Wyatt's episode six of Face the Critics. Woo! With your host, Stuart and Wyatt. The same old story. We do have a studio audience this week, though, which is great, as you heard earlier. (laughs) Woo! Hi. I'm sorry, what are you trying to do here? I don't think I've ever seen something so uninspired. What am I listening to here? It's bad. Oh god, that is its just bad. It's 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 bad. And now, face the critics. Well, Wyatt, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Pleasure um, to be here with you, Stu, on Remotely. It's crazy to think that this podcast has conceived and and flourished and bloomed all in a remote world where, you know, I have to deal with your Wi-Fi issues and your <laughs> you know <laughs> Which do, which have completely evaporated, by yeah. the way. And so much of your so much of your body language is through your legs, you know. Very mm-hmm. leg, leg animated person, and I get none of those leg expressions that you often show in person. So it's been really hard to read you sometimes on the podcast. I agree with that. I think my legs do. My legs are kind of the dark horse of my body in Mm. that they are, they're back there doing a lot of the work and no one really thinks about them, Yeah. but, but they're really doing, I mean, they're, they're carrying their weight (laughs) as it were (laughs) in terms of, you know, my whole journey to greatness. Yeah. Yeah, because I agree. I mean, someone notices them. I notice them, and me, yeah, you, you know, did, I, and I, I definitely notice the lack of them in in the podcast. Because you know, sometimes you'll a delivery of a line with a, a shaking foot or you know crossed legs is very different from you know when mm-hmm. you've got your 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 legs fully spread and your you know kind of crotch forward. Uh, yeah, demeanor that you often have in public settings. That, you right. Know, gives a well, that that's my mood. work stance. That's yeah. that's when I work. But or wobbly knees. You know when the you know it's such an insult to injury. <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> I, I was speaking to someone I was nervous to see after many years, and my kneecaps were just like that is so wild. Yeah, I I got I've had that a few times, like before a stage entrance or, mm. uh at an extreme level when I stood up to jump out of the skydiving plane with you in Lodi. Oh, and I'm sure geez. you had shaking knees too. From the video I think footage. I had, <laughs> I think every, in that video footage, my whole body seized <laughs> up. It's like, uh, it's like my muscles just completely it's, turned to steel. It, it's it's <laughs> some of the best footage ever. And it's on, it's on my, it's on my DVD that I paid for. Because you jumped right before me. So my video guy <laughs> was recording you and just the face you make when <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy like... does like the leap. The <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. It's so, wonderful. Uh, by the Shira. way, happy almost 10 year anniversary to us jumping out of that plane together. Wow. Yeah, that is true. 10 years since we took the leap um, and we survived. Mm hmm. My, I'm not sure if you remember, but my guide on that jump, uh, I didn't have one. So everyone else was pairing off with their instructor, and you know, you were grabbing your bags and getting the lesson with your instructor, kind of walking through the way. And and mine wasn't there. They're like, oh, he's just jumping right now. He'll join you. And so when we were waiting outside, we were watching the previous people jump, and eventually we see this guy coming down. And it looks like he's slightly going to miss the landing area. And sure enough, he's missing, missing. And then he keeps drifting, creeps drifting and crashes into a fence, crashes <laughs> into a fence. I was like, oh, my God, like few people run over. Turns out he's OK. The more importantly, the person he was jumping with is OK. And then sure enough, that guy runs straight over to me, panting with a giant gash on his leg, bleeding out of his leg. It's like, all right, let's go oh my god (laughs) are you kidding me the guy who was strapped to my back for jumping out of that plane was this australian guy with um with uh dreads in a mohawk like a mohawk dread Mm -hmm. situation and um he was having a lot of fun we're just about to jump out of the plane i think it must have been what he was saying in this video but you can't hear it obviously but he leans over to my ear and he goes. Who put your harness on? And I was like, what? It's like, sorry, someone someone down there, he goes, yeah, who, who put your harness on? It's much too big. It's not going to work. I was like, what? And then boom, we got to the point. <laughs> so good. Yeah, for our listeners, Lodi is a great, they're actually our sponsor, Lodi Skydiving this week. Yeah. Um, it's a great skydiving place, but it, they really cut corners, and they re- they reflect those shavings back. They reflect those savings back onto the onto you. So you yeah. know, ninety nine dollars to jump out of a plane, pretty good deal. Uh-huh. But that does mean yeah. your plane will be rickety and have lots of holes in it. And yeah. um, ninety nine dollars and ninety nine problems you're gonna have to deal with on the way down. <laughs> um, also, I remember that the informational video was from the '80s, and there was this guy with this like wizard long beard delivering the instructions and i remember he said our parachutes are certified by aaa or blah 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 parachute company but we expect that to change sometime in the early 90s (laughs) (laughs) we're watching it in 2011 yeah Yeah. budget skydiving budget skydiving skydiving. one last piece about that glorious day Uh um i I remember thinking so much about the psychology of it afterwards because like you can stop at any point like you can't you could put your foot down and be like I'm not jumping. It's an interesting metaphor for life too. Where it's like sometimes it can feel like, oh, I'm too far in. Um, mm-hmm. I I can't bail now, um, but you can. It's just like all these weird tools that. Yeah. That life yeah. In, yeah. Ooh, ooh. I'm I'm hearing echoes of your own journey, perhaps, Stu. <laughs> Stu, do you want to start us off for letters from the road? Yes. What's going on? What's going on with you, Stu? What's going on with me? I have was have returned from my trip to Utah. It's been uh kind of a refocus. I know this to turn there's enough wedding planning podcasts out there, but a refocus on wedding planning. We're kind of getting into the mm-hmm. um, uh, out, outfits for uh bridesmaids and groomsmen. We're getting into right. Uh, Can I make a suggestion? How about Jumanji theme? um. (laughs) Your face just... The way your eyes just gazed downward (laughs) slowly as I said that. I was... I was about to go into a character a little bit. I was gonna say, um, you know, um, it's funny you say that. Mm -hmm. Our listeners should know that Wyatt... I asked Wyatt Mm -hmm. um, to be a groomsman in my wedding. And, you know, it was a big decision for me. And something I was really concerned about was, Mm -hmm. will he take this as a sign that he, that his opinion is valued? (laughs) (laughs) Will he behave himself? Stuart has, yeah. My worst fears were just realized, you know, 30 seconds into my, (laughs) to my letters in the room i'm getting jumanji Uh, recommendations jumanji theme (laughs) (laughs) just a random movie that no one cares (laughs) about that that i I mean no one cares about that much you know like it's not like you know i can see someone yeah doing like someone who's obsessed with star wars of course it would make you know star wars theme (laughs) but someone who's like yeah i like jumanji but they just decide to do a Jumanji theme, yeah. Like, wedding. like, when people sit down to the reception, like, do you notice the? Do you notice the plate settings? Notice plate <laughs> settings. People are like, uh, yeah. It's like those are the exact plate settings when they sat down to breakfast in Jumanji at minute twenty-eight or something. People are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So um, we're, we're. It's kind of started with color, which I'm deferring largely to Margot for because she's really driving mm-hmm. the flowers and and we kind of landed on color for the bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. for me, it's always been texture, really, that I was focused on for what I want to wear. I'm pretty sure I want to wear tweed. It's fall. Oh, yes. And I would like to wear a tweed three-piece suit. So oh, trying Stu. to find something that looks good there. And that is so so you and so on point. <laughs> I love Thank that. Um, and then obviously we'll spice it up with, you know, shirts and bow ties and and whatever I can, but, um, yeah, so that, that's been fun and a good outlet for creativity. Um, I kind of took a break from thinking about wedding for probably a month and a half, uh, just cause it got kind of overwhelming for me over the holidays. Um, but it was good to get kind of back into the more fun creative side, uh, this week mm-hmm. and otherwise other separate from that on my letters. Um, I've been exercising, uh, back at this place with a rowing machine and I'm finding you know Ooh. I always used to think rowing machines were for sociopaths and <laughs> I might I was just going to say that that was my always my machine of choice in and, college Oh really? <laughs> yeah. At uh um uh, Ariaga gym I would always use the erg. Yeah, I I think it was cuz I was intimidated by it and I needed to know make myself feel feel better or maybe I'm turning into a sociopath. But uh mm-hmm. I find it I really enjoy it. Come on it's really in; nice. it's it's nice and warm. It's a nice lifestyle, the sociopathic. Lifestyle. <laughs> you know what? I I it also gets me very excited to someday row on the water of like being on the Thames or like a northeastern river and rowing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's something I could, you know, I could enjoy someday. So um, that's been nice. There is a massive freeze uh, happening in my home state That's right. Texas right now um which has been upsetting and scary on many levels uh-huh. and also infuriating on many others. Um I'm kind of feeling myself um enraged at a uh yeah, enraged at a response to something like more so than I've been recently and I and it's specifically the response from Republican leadership in Texas to the blackout and that response being a red herring that is blaming it all on renewables or massively on renewables frustrating and somehow touting fossil fuels as the savior in this situation, (laughs) which is just so like thoroughly not based in fact, which has been their, You know, that's, that's a well learned skill and I can't react and let it infuriate me this much every time they do it. But I think it's partially because, you know, I worked in solar for many years, mm-hmm. and I actually do – I'm excited about that industry, and I met a lot of people who actually were very mission-driven people, and just like I know for a fact that solar in cold weather improves, it, like its yield goes up, right? Solar and snow yeah. continues to yield energy even when it's covered yeah. in snow. So it's just yeah. like uh, that – using that as a red herring, it's just it feels so much to me like the losing side – like yeah. you're losing they're losing you know they're ha- the reason why all these natural gas and coal plants failed is cuz they're having to cut corners they can't invest in them they're trying to keep their prices low cuz they're trying to compete like they are losing yeah. Yeah. and this is like their final like stand their let last me stand stay alive and yeah yeah it's been upsetting um but i am trying to keep my keep my cool um and my my parents have stayed safe well i'm so glad your parents are okay and um yeah cancun and then we got cancun cruise cancuny cruisy cancun cruise i you know i'd I'd love to see what kind of um uh flip flops he's rocking maybe quicksilver silver (laughs) flip flops and the little umbrella and for his uh, pina colada i wonder what brand of swimsuit ted cruz buys (laughs) oh god i want to say like um you know what they are (laughs) They're those board shorts that have like two layers, you know, like there's it not, I don't mean, I don't mean the like mesh, you know, underwear yeah. that's underneath them, but they're the board shorts that have two layers that kind of like, do, do you know what I'm talking about? No. There's like an exterior layer and an interior layer. It was, they were big in the early 2000s mm. and they're long and baggy and just like when they get wet, they like the layers stick to you together <laughs> and then one layer sticks to your, and you pull them off and kind of the interior layer sticks to your leg and the exterior one doesn't. Oh, it was a disaster. (laughs) It was a disaster. But I feel like, you know, if there was ever a period where Ted Cruz felt good in a swimsuit, it was probably those early 2000s. So um, I'm sure (laughs) no one can be probably feels great in a swimsuit (laughs) still today. But. um. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, thank you, Stu, for the great letters from the road. You're welcome. My letters from the road. So in this last week. Oh God. Once again, just weeks blurring together, mm-hmm. not really knowing what I've done, what has happened to me. <laughs> who I am okay. anymore. Okay, here's something I I, I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about poker. I've been playing a lot of poker and and I read a book that Harry Dreyfus shout out to my friend Harry Dreyfus recommended I read, mm-hmm. which is called The Biggest Bluff. And it's about a woman maria konnikova who is a journalist and a psychologist and she through um is it john von neumann is that his name the game theory guy i don't know if it's john von neumann um game theory guy got super into poker Mm -hmm. she was reading about that and thought i'm gonna spend a year and see how far i can make it in poker she had never played before she didn't know how many cards were in a deck Then she completely dedicates herself like entirely for one year to poker. She gets Eric Seidel who's like one of the best poker players in the world to mentor her. Mm -hmm. She goes all in and she winds up making like over $300,000 in her first year as a poker player. She wins this huge tournament. She becomes a professional poker player by the end and like a legit and successful one. Um, and so I read that book, you know, what I got gathered from the book is that poker is all about monitoring your own decision-making and be, having the strength to decide, to know when you're making a bad decision, having the strength to know when you're thinking as clearly as you can be. And I think that's such a good skill that translates to my life. Um, in just thinking about like when, when to have conversations with people, when to, um, Address things and and being able to say to yourself like now is not the time, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I've played a couple games of poker and um have lost, lost big, <laughs> and um, I'm not doing well, Stu. <laughs> uh, so I have sort of I'm fifty thousand dollars in the red in poker. There's a guy <laughs> named Carlos hole. who. Uh, thinks I am going to be paying him on Sunday, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I need your help. I need your help, <laughs> Stu. And this is, um, a pretty overt cry for help. <laughs> um, I was, I'm just going to keep laughing. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, where, where have you been playing online? Um, I, I have been playing online. Um, there's, um, also have played two live games um the morongo casino i'm kidding uh i have played with a couple of friends who i've been sort of bubbling with oh nice um i've played two games with them and we're all kind of on the same plane i would say like learning and starting to think about how to do well with it that's an interesting point that monitoring decisions um Mm -hmm. Because when I think about why when I lose at poker, like I understand a lot of the theory, I can like keep track of odds pretty well, um, but I just get i I lose control. I can't monitor the decisions, and you know I actually have the most fun when I am reckless and I win a hand <laughs> that I shouldn't have won. You know, yeah, and that's like by far the best feeling for me. So I I that is. You know, I don't know what that says about my personality, but it makes me a very bad poker player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of the things she she learned from Eric Seidel is. Like Eric, who is the one of the best in the world, he had this huge tournament coming up, massive tournament. Everyone was expecting him to play. He woke up the morning and he's like, I just I'm, I'm not thinking my best today. And he pulled out and decided to spend to go to New York and do something else and just have the strength to do that, you know? Um, so poker's going on in my life and always thinking about these, you know, video, the the little sketch videos, character video stuff I do. I'm always, I am always thinking about them. You know, there was a period like early summer where it was just like, I felt like I was just being pelted with ideas. and mm-hmm. And when you're there, you're like, oh, it's gonna be like this forever. But, I, but it has been a while since I've felt inspired. I'm keeping my eye on it. And I'm thinking about like where my heart is with all of that stuff. Um, yeah. And how to just bring the play and joy to it, even when the inspiration isn't there. Mm. Um, could be a nice, a nice thing to focus on. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and another letter from the road is my, the movie, Killer Whales, which I've been working on for almost two years. Is almost done. It'll be done. Oh, my God. In like a week, actually. By the time this comes out, it should be the movie should be totally done. Wow. Why it? So what does that mean for me, a a listener and contributor to the Indiegogo? Do I get to watch it somewhere? What does that mean? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. No, We got your money. We got your money. Yeah, Yeah. we got your money. Yeah. (laughs) Money's it's already been used. Uh. Yeah, so what that means is we, we're we going to look for distribution for the movie. We have a couple avenues we're pursuing. And that's kind of exciting. We have no idea what to expect. Like, I don't... I have no idea what to expect, what we're going to come out of this with, where it's going to be posted. Um, yeah. We have dreams, but... Yeah, it's been such a long process, such a big part of my life. Yeah. For two years, and... I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to share it and, um, and move on and like kind of onto the next thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a long time to be with one project. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just thinking about this podcast, it hasn't really been, you know, it's a massive creative project, but it hasn't really been a constant topic. I think out of necessity, probably for you, right. it had to kind of sit into the back for a little bit because I don't know, I don't want to project, but maybe you lost control over it. It's not something you could touch every day, really, right? So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I you know, I would see edits and I'd give notes on the edits, but I'm I'm not editing, I'm not mastering the sound, I'm not doing any of that stuff. So it isn't yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. And I just hope I hope it I hope we I hope it goes somewhere good. Yeah. I am optimistic. You know, I'll be blasting it. I'll be spinning my signs on the busy street corners of <laughs> of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are my letters. Well, that you know what that means. It means that it is now time to let the critics out of their caskets. Hey, critics, come on out. Let them rise. <laughs> It's time to face the critics. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, no! Help me! (laughs) Ooh, mamacita. Wyatt, you went second on Letters from the Road, so you and all of our listeners know that means you're up first for critic facing. Yeah, that's right. Uh... So this character is Ted Cruz's travel agent. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am going to have to interrupt you because okay. I had some things that I wanted to share before we started Face of Critics, some positive critical reviews that we got. Great. Just to, you know, let you wear some armor. I got, I've got a couple messages from friends on Instagram. One oh. of them was our friend Chase. And, Great. And the other one is, you, a, Chase. is a family friend uh, named Sarah Wilson. And they've both been listening. And it was really, it has brought, it brought me a lot of joy, just a positive, critical review. So the negative critics can, can eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah Wilson. And thank you, Chase. Uh, that's going straight into our hearts. So back to your character. Sorry to interrupt you, Wyatt that's that's fine um i don't like to be interrupted but that that is okay uh so this character is ted cruz's travel agent and here we go so okay mr cruz and that is going to be one flight to cancun february 17th and just want to make sure are you sure you want to go then Okay, great. That total is going to be $450, and just want to make sure, just before I hit that button, that you're sure you want to leave Texas. Okay, great. Wonderful. So I'm just going to go ahead and click that button, and just as I'm doing it, want to let you know that Texas is freezing over, and and a lot of people are dying due to freezing, and you still want to go. Is that right? Okay, Mr. Cruz. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and press that button, and I just wanted to make sure that are you sure you want to leave right now in the worst crisis of your state's history in terms of this power grid going on? Okay, well, great. We're going to go ahead and click that button. You have a nice trip, Mr. Senator Cruz. (laughs) And that's that. (laughs) I think um, I need to escalate that further, but uh, the basic idea um little nibble based on the Ted Cruz Cancun Cruz um crisis <laughs> um i love it um i i i agree that she like knows all of his travel history and like travel plans and you know i don't know there could be something oh yeah like are you sure you want to go here not your normal like uh what would that be like hedonism too in jamaica or like i don't know just like some other information about his travel tendencies yes like assuming that he's gotten in trouble on past trips or something uh, uh yeah that's a good idea just fill out the history in the world more <laughs> um Stu, can i ask is your what is your microphone resting on it looks like a six-pack <laughs> <laughs> not a beer i'm talking a, a male um, six-pack here we'll i am see. staying a family friend's house shout out to richie beaumont um in his bedroom, I needed a stand for my computer, so I grabbed some books. And this Butte was on the top of the stack of books, so he's the he's the guy who owns this, and I'm just a vessel. <laughs> oh, that's good. I am a little sensitive right now because my face of critics was <laughs> is literally I have written down Ted Cruz. Talking to the person sitting next to him in first class on his way to Cancun. Oh, <laughs> so. God, that's good. Okay. Um, okay, let's hear, let's hear uh, first okay. class cruise. <clears throat> <clears throat> hey, how you doing? Yep, yep, Ted Cruz, U.S. Senator. Nice to meet you. How you doing? Pretty good to be getting out of this cold, huh? Heading to Cancun. Woo, can't wait. Can't wait to put my feet in that warm sand, right? Yeah, no, I got my daughters with me. They're sitting in the back. My wife made me bring them. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> they don't like traveling with me. Yeah, I offered to have them sit in first class, but they prefer to sit alone back there. It's weird, but, you know, I don't like being around them either, so <laughs> it's a win-win, right? Oh, uh, no, I don't have any work to do. No, it's, I, I, you know, it's really, we got tired of being cold And there wasn't much legislation being passed. So I just figured, let's get out of here, you know, like, let's go, you know, the people will take care of themselves, right? (laughs) As we saw the people, the people are strong and they will take care of themselves. They do not need big government stepping in the way, right? Yeah. No, my, oh, my daughters, um, oh, my daughters Sue and and Jess, yeah, they're in the back. They're in the back. (laughs) I don't, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) I was, I was going to try to work in queso, but I forgot. I panicked. Um, my, my- I love it. I was thinking, um, just a thought I had while listening was, it could be funny if the whole focus is <laughs> is that he's actually really excited to attend his daughter's birthday in Cancun. <laughs> and he's like, he's like thinking of all the, the different things that are going to be fun. Like, oh yeah, she's got, she's got <laughs> these hats we're all going to wear. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, I've got my I got my trunks ready for that day. And her... Yeah, she's got some great friends. I think we're going to play Twister. I mean, I hope. I hope so. I haven't played since the 90s. Uh, oh, early 90s, God, that is. That and so I can't wait. And my beach towel is ready. Oh, what's that about the freeze in Texas? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going on. But But my daughter... Is and she's turning 13. So he just keeps (laughs) it anyway. Like the context of like, I just couldn't imagine throwing her sweet 13 birthday party in that cold. (laughs) Yeah. Or just like he's not even thinking about the cold that much. Oh, that's that little whatever. Her birthday is gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so fun. (laughs) I I he has this like hilarious YouTube video where someone asked him about queso. And he like, you can see the light go off in his head where he's like, "Ooh, Texas constituents love queso. Like, I need to riff on this and like, you know, make it a, you know, an an ode to queso." And he just rambles and sounds like someone who's never really appreciated queso. Uh, you know, <laughs> of course, that's such a a cruise move. Yeah. Didn't he do that with like cigars? I feel like something. I don't know. <laughs> he like his move is to attack Cheese Whiz, which like even putting Cheese Whiz in the same category as Tex as Case over yeah. a Texan is just like what are you doing, dude? So um, <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, that's good. All right, okay, so I love our Ted Cruz angle <laughs> yeah. today. Today is Ted Cruz critics. I'm thinking of good intentions. Da, 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 da. Good intentions. You no, know, speaking of intentions, I set da, da. making that jingle um my intention a couple weeks ago and I still haven't done it. So that's okay. Uh, I may that's ask okay. you this week for some recordings of you singing good intentions, just so you know. Great. I have a world famous voice. <laughs> Will you keep the yeah, vibrato. Yeah. Just down to a minimum, Wyatt. Yeah. Oh God, it's so, it's so funny that I have to do that. But yeah, I know. yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> um, um, my out. I I'll start with intentions. Okay. And for me this week, um, you know what? How about this? Maybe it's two lyrical lines, whether that's to a poem or a song. That i am proud of every day great oh great i love that and i will send them to you fantastic okay two lyrical lines every day i'll check in with you on that okay my intention is to (sighs) jolt some life back into myself i watched the breaking bad pilot last night oh nice And there's one point where he says, someone's like, oh yeah, I think it's Pinkman says to him, he says to Walt, what are you doing? And he says, I'm living. (laughs) And of course, this is where I say, I'm going to start cooking meth. (laughs) Uh, No. Nothing Uh, jolts you, you know, gives you a little jolt. Like, yeah. Like some meth. That's That's right. No, I'm going to. I would like to jolt some life back into me by uh, having an experience, getting out of town. What do they call those? An artist way, like a artist retreat or personal retreat kind of getaway where you can kind of. Do you remember those trips? I can't remember what you called them. Artist date. Artist date. That's right. I need to do an artist date. So let's check. Yeah, let's check in. Yeah. I'm going to remember Stew two lyrical lines. And I'll see how you're jolting yourself. Um, I'll sign us off. I just want to say, listeners, next week we'll have our first guest, uh, which is a guest big deal. Critic. You know, we've been, we've been toughening ourselves up here for you know, the, the real deal, the real critics coming outside in. And um, Wyatt has... Hey really. I mean this guy is ice cold. He he shows no mercy and we're ready. So, um, really looking forward to our our first guest next week. That's right, our guest critic. And this this is a big one. <laughs> Stay tuned guys. Thanks for listening.